Welcome to Kingdom Family Talks with Leif Hetland. We invite you into the conversation and celebration of what God is doing around the world through his sons and daughters. Leif shares insights into what it looks like to be a follower of Jesus in today's culture. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Today, I have a very, very special uh, person with me that I think that most of you know, but I do have the honor of having uh, Papa Jack Taylor with me. And for the next 30 minutes, uh, we're calling this uh, Wisdom for 2021 with Papa Jack and Leif. And part of the reason is I've had the honor of, uh, for the last 20 years, spending time with Papa Jack, and I've received so much wisdom. And part of my assignment is to be able to share with you some of the things that I've received. So hopefully that uh, this is going to be a great upgrade for you. And I just encourage you to share this with someone, because it is going to be very significant when you sit with generals and you're getting some of the gold mine out of them. So, Papa Jack, I do love you. You are my papa, and it's just an honor just for us to be able to hang out. So, how are you doing right now? You know, I'm doing very good. <laughs> uh, the figures of my malady are, are fearful, but uh, that's not how I'm living. And uh, I, uh, I'm alive by someone else's life. And that's not unusual because that's what Paul was. He said, uh, uh, I've been crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live, uh, I live by faith, by the faith of the Son of God. So that's, that's how I'm alive. I might share the, the figures uh, to the measure of the miracle later. But, yeah, and yeah. It, it's actually for people that are watching, uh, it's, it's yeah. actually a huge miracle because Papa Jack has a heart condition. Yes. And even just so, he's talking about not just figuratively, but it is actually, yeah. he is alive supernaturally right now. Yeah. And even now he just finished COVID-19 on the top of that, which is another <laughs> miracle. So, so you kind of have a double uh, supernatural life. Yeah, I'm not afraid of death because I have another life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I am so excited that we get to hang out together here. And uh, Papa Jack was here for my birthday. Normally every year we've been uh, spending New Year together. And I thought about just, let's take us back again to yeah, year 2000, about 20 years ago. And we met. Just uh, describe a little bit what was taking place because you were having a father-son meeting. And, and something was taking place when we connected well, I was, uh, I was feeling something about my ministry that I didn't know existed, and that was being a spiritual father. Now, I had a family. I have a daughter and a son, and uh, uh, my son is much beloved as my daughter is. And, and, uh, but I began to uh, pay attention to uh, young preachers, and uh, I saw them as a, as a problem-ridden lot. I mean, and, and I had those problems coming up. And so I began to look at men uh, in whom I saw great value. Mm. <clears throat> and I began to treat them uh, like they had value. I really didn't know what I was doing, but I was, I was tuning in <clears throat> to a condition, a relationship of God as Father. Mm. 
I had seen him as God, sovereign, omnipresent, omniscient, all of the omnis. But I saw him as a father, my father. Jesus encouraged us to call him father. And so those those juices were flowing uh, when we met. And uh, I never will forget, we began to talk about this meeting. We would have and invite uh, people to come who who were looking for a a father relationship. And if you remember, we were hoping for maybe 20 or 30. So I called a hotel close to me. I live on the beach, lived on the beach then. And uh, uh, we had a room, took care of about, uh, I figured, 80. And uh, when it opened up, I looked out across the crowd and there was a hundred and about a hundred and twenty, and but but the most unusual um, appearance was yours, <laughs> because this young fella, uh, all I saw him, uh, I saw him cry. He cried all the time. He just cried nonstop for the whole thing. And if you remember, uh, the uh, the song of the of the Father over the Son by Dennis Jernigan. Yeah. And, and for some of the people that are watching what was actually taking place, it was during a, a season of major brokenness for me. And yeah. then, but this was when I had my baptism of love experience. Yes. So many people know about that story and we're actually about to release another book of an upgrade version of yeah. that at 2.0. So when Papa was talking about the, 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 well, the tears, it was this liquid love that just came over me as Dennis Jernigan, he was playing the piano and his waves of love came, took me back when I was in my mother's womb went back to the 12 year old and it was like a movie I was just laying on the floor and waves and waves of love they wouldn't stop and then there was this audible voice from heaven which was Papa God that says Leif you're my and you're my beloved you're my beloved son whom I love and whom I am well pleased and that was when the whole when my tears couldn't I was so overwhelmed by God's love and the tears of just knowing that I'm a son I'm a beloved son my papa loves me I don't have to prove anything any longer I don't have to perform any it was such a freedom and something started and both with our journey and our relationship and that was over 20 years ago December was 20 years ago that we celebrated and then uh, I remember just one more incident that kind of connected because I asked you a question. It was maybe first or second trip I went down to see you. And I asked, Papa Jack, because you were talking about the kingdom. And, and I'd read about the kingdom, knew about the kingdom, been reading. But we sat there and I got probably 12 sessions on the kingdom just listening to you. And one of my trips down to Florida, I remember we had a conversation and you were teaching me about the kingdom and we had a phenomenal long conversation. And then I asked you the question. I said, Papa, what does the kingdom look like? And I still remember you said, I do not know, son. All I know, it will only be entrusted through a family. What does that mean? What does kingdom, family, father, son, paradigm, what does all of these things mean? Well, well, as I remember that, 20 years ago, yeah, I, uh, I knew I had a, an uncommon interest in uh, 
preachers coming up. I mean, I, I wasn't old by any means in my mind, but uh, I, I watched uh, young men fail uh, and realized there was a lack. And uh, I began to see God in another way through these men. I had a son of my own and uh, a blood son named Tim. And uh, I loved him very much, but I, I had no known relationship that was like that with, with anyone until you walked into my life. And... Uh, you, you, you conquered my, uh, my uh, sympathy. Uh, I said, who is, this? who is this kid? You were young. You were terribly young, and you were crying. And I, I said, what is he crying about? And I understood that you'd gone through the worst crisis of your life, I suppose. So what I've learned of fathering, a lot came from you because... Uh, you know, I was learning from my own son, but uh, not uh, to the measure that I was learning uh, of others through you. And uh, what happened then as a result of, uh, of our being together is, uh, is a story worth telling and a story that's been valuable to both of us. What do you think has been some of the highlight of our relationship uh, over the years? What, what has that meant for you as a father in regard to... You know, when God invites us to a relationship, he doesn't tell us how it's going to be. But inherent in that relationship is a behavior not only toward others, but toward yourself. You get to know yourself by understanding your feelings about others. And so I began to notice even my relationship with my own son uh, of, of appreciation and more than that, affection. I'm not, my father was not an affectionate father. And yet I loved him and I know he loved me in the way we loved. So... I began to look at people as I looked at you and my own son and uh, I played those relationships, not against each other, but with each other. And it began to teach me in a way that I, I wasn't even realizing I was learning. I was learning affection. I was learning to show affection. I was learning to talk affection. I was learning to... Uh, lead them to love. And uh, it's been a wonderful 20-year season. And then we've had a lot of fun. Oh. I was thinking about Tanzania, oh. African call, heaven coming down over people. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking about also one of the dinner points that did something for me because I had one of the top Saudi stream of Islam who runs the, it's called the El Hadis, which is the Saudi stream of Islam, 35 million of them. And I had him visit in America. We visited some mosques, came to my home, and I wanted him to meet you. So tell me a little bit about what did you learn? Because you have heard about me, and you actually wanted to go with me to the Middle East on several occasions. But what was your experience with Ahmed Zubir when he well, had Well, first of all, I held him uh, in respect as a leader 
uh, in the world. And uh, then when he began to honor me as the father that he knew uh, I was to you, he never let me sit anywhere in the car but in the front and would open the door for me. And uh, all the affection that uh, was stirring in me was stirred by him. And I remember we uh, we really bonded in that season of time, Um, probably together not any longer than, you know, a few hours. And so fatherhood, sonship are contagious. Mm. (laughs) They're better than the virus, for sure, and yet they have... They have some of the same features as uh, they're catching. They're contagious. And uh, you and I and my son, uh, my only uh, fleshly son, Tim, have taught the world of sons. And I I will meet with my sons uh, on on Zoom uh, tomorrow. Uh, And uh, I'm still learning, still learning. And if there is a value in my life that uh, I I respect more than anything, it is as a father of sons. I make the statement, and uh, you'd have to understand what I'm saying. Uh, I'm I'm the richest man in the earth. When you began to meet my sons, of course, you are uh, a number one son outside the, the sonship of my own flesh and blood, uh, you, you would understand that, uh, that I'm, I'm rich. I, I, I say that without shame. I am the richest man in the earth. And when you meet my sons, you're meeting facets of my riches that are beyond my description wow. or anybody's. It's so beautiful, and, and I've just been thinking about uh, yesterday was my birthday, and, and Tim, who is Papa Jack's natural son, we texted back and forth, and I just even honor him as my big brother. We've been very, very good friends for, for many, many years. But I was thinking about even I had some top Muslim leaders that uh, honor me on my birthday, but it was interesting. They called me Papa Leif. Yeah. And it's this interesting thing when I just focused on being a son to God, but also being a son to you, pretty much on a daily basis. Then in the next moment, something started to shift in the atmosphere that even the pharaohs of the world started to call me Papa. And I thought about this simple thing from Isaiah, until us a child is born, but sons are given. That's given sons and daughters. Yeah. The increase of government and peace are up on the shoulder of given sons and daughters. Mm-hmm. And eventually Jesus just focused on being a son. Yeah. And as a result, he became the everlasting father and the prince of peace. So I just thought about, I mean, the gift for me uh, for 20 years, uh, I remember I was with Cheon, who, who you know, and Cheon, we were in Norway together, and Cheon asked me, how often do you talk to Papa Jack? Because he's been with me that for three days in Norway, and he said, I call you every day. And he thought, and I said, oh, every day I, I lean my heart, and I usually call, I talk to Papa God, and I talk to Papa Jack. And he was like, wow, I hardly talk to my wife that often. It's like, but there is, uh, is that because you need anything? Somebody asked me, do you, uh, Steve Strang, who owns Charisma, I remember one meeting, he said, Leif, why are you talking to Jack like that? I mean, do you, I mean, grow up in a sense. <laughs> and it's, no, no, it's not because that I need a father, it's that I need to be a son. Yeah. 
And it's not that I don't need a father, but I'm saying that the value system of me, that I'm limited what I can do. My leadership, my apostleship, and all the other ships is limited to how my sonship looks like. Both towards God and what kind of a son I am to you. What would you say in regard to that? What kind of a son, uh, in a sense, of what a sonship in regard to leaning the heart uh, do you? And, and even for you, because you maybe didn't have fathers in a sense. So, so. I, I didn't. You know, I, I had a great father. Yeah. He was a he was a, a man of God, but it didn't show. He was a he was a strong man and and a strong disciplinarian. I, I let me just back off and say uh, we're talking about essential identity. Mm. When we discover who we are, we begin to discover. Who to whom we're related, mm. and that's that makes life life. Yeah, and the essential, the great essentials of family, uh, are fatherhood, and and uh, then sonship, uh, and not holding that to a to a gender, uh, men and women. I was asked early on by one of my sons. Wives, uh, she said. What, what about us, us girls? And I recognized. Well, you you become my daughter mm. when your husband becomes known as my son, wow. and so that enriched the family. Mm. And so, when we say uh, it looks like a family, God authored the family. That was God's great invention, and. Uh, it was not only the means of, of progeny, of, of children, but it, it carried all the dynamics of, of, of the demands of life. Mm. And uh, what, we, what we mustn't forget is that as God blesses you as a son and my own flesh and blood, Tim, as a son, uh, we are describing... A, uh, a system, and that system is the heart of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is a family. Mm. It's not an institution. Uh, it's a family, and that's what the world needs, our families. And uh, so I, I think that's the best description I can think of. It, uh, it bounces off identity. If, if I'm a father, I'm at my best being a father, mm. acting like what I am. And when we discover who we are, we discover at the same time that the God who made us what we are enables us to act like what we are. And if you try to do that, like we try to do a lot of things, it comes off as uh, acting, comes off as cheap. But when it bounces off of identity, God is Father. He's Father of the human race. He has a son. That son is Jesus. He gave his son to die for us. Now that's when the family begins to be valuable. God let his son die to bring family together. And people are listening and watching looking for a father and don't even know what they're looking for until they find one. 
Yeah, and what's happening also, if they don't find, first of all, Papa God as a father, they're looking for family in the wrong places. Absolutely. And they often end up with the wrong family. And they're looking for love in the wrong places if they don't get the real love. So uh, I thought about another story because I know Jim Gull, the prophet, who is a dear friend, uh, both of us, but he had asked you a legacy question in an interview. I was not there, but I, I still remember Jim Gall had asked you, what is going to be your legacy? Do you remember that question? Oh, yeah. And what did you say yeah. then, Papa? <laughs> I, said, I said, what's a legacy? <laughs> and uh, I didn't realize that bound up in the identity of fatherhood and sonship, there came out of it a legacy, something that people could look at after we're gone, even, yeah. and uh, and and be blessed, and uh, and I saw that, and I I owe something to Jim for that. But you also said something when then he continued to push the button. You said, "I do want to have sons that have." Yes, I I, I my legacy will be to have sons who have sons who have sons until Jesus comes. And then I thought about another one because we've had we've been on this incredible journey together, and and then I, I brought you with me to the Philippines because yes. in year two thousand I asked about how does the kingdom look like, uh, and you mentioned family, and then later on I said what does family look like, and you said we have not yet seen yeah. what heaven looks like on earth yeah. in regard to family, the relationship between the father son spirit, the interdependence between father son spirit, the honor. And then when we were in the Philippines and a thousand of my sons and daughters, Paul Yado, with his family came in, I saw your tears in your eyes. You looked at me and said, son, that's what the kingdom looked like. Yeah. Yeah. That's what family looked like. Yeah. And that was in 2000, I don't know, 30, but it was about 13, 14 years, so at least 15 years maybe since the first question. Right. I remember, I remember being in the Philippines the first time especially and realizing that this is a part of my family. They look to me as father because they know my son. And uh, it, uh, it has, I, I don't know what I would have been or life would have been like to me mm. uh, had I not discovered sons that made me feel like a father. And I remember the thrill that went through me when I saw these people relating to me as they related to you. And uh, this is, uh, you know, we talk a lot about uh, the ships, uh, relationship and, and the sonship. And, and uh, a lot of ships are going to crash on the, on the shore, on the rocks. Not this one. The father-son relationship is an eternal relationship. God gave his what? His son. God the Father gave his son. And uh, so we see in that the perfect family. And that's what the world needs. That's what the entire world today needs. A father. And we have a lot of fun together. And I want for people, especially for people that are watching or hearing, I think this is important because I know so many people, when, when they say, we're best friends, 
Papa Jack. The same was with Tim. Yeah. So I think that sometimes, the same was with my sons and daughters. It's not children. It's talking about friendship. It's like right. what, where even with Jesus, he says, I no longer call you servant. I call you my friends. Yes. And we start to co-labor together. And it's like my four children, Leif Emanuel and Lila and Courtney and Catherine, even when Papa Jack and Frida is a day of family. It's like their grandparents. It's organic. Tim and I, it's literally a covenantal brothers when we are together. I mean, so for people that are listening, this is hard to understand, that this is genuine family. It's covenant. It's We do life together. Everything flows from this. Uh, so I just wanted to even ask you in regard to that, because I know so many of the people... Uh, to some degree, our friend oh, Bob Phillips, who was a twin brother of mine, we miss him. He's in heaven watching this. But so many people would like this without understanding covenant. Yeah. Uh, so in a sense that, that they do want this family thing, but to some degree, the benefits I can get from it instead of who I can become. Could you address and help us with a little bit of the important of covenantal relationship instead of just convenient? Yeah, it, th- this, is, this is so at once deep and yet so simple <clears throat> because <clears throat> when God identified himself to Jesus and Jesus identified himself with God, he called God the Father, his Father. In fact, the whole book of John <clears throat> is a treatise of a son talking about a father and a father relating to a son so that we're learning all the while. It's not an issue of studying books and writing books. It's an issue of discovering a relationship and living it out. And uh, it's uh, it's something you don't notice. And if you don't if you don't study it, uh, I just happen to be a father who talks about fathering, and I'm learning more than anybody out there that listens. And, and learning through you as well and through Tim. We just also had a question. Somebody was asking this question uh, that, that was sent in. And uh, that question is, what is the favorite thing that you like about me? And they asked me, what is my favorite thing that I like about you? So who's going to start, Papa? <laughs> well... I'll, I'll follow up on you. Yeah, I, I think that when, uh, I mean, there's so many things I could describe with Papa Jack. But first of all, just that he is a true father. I mean, you're a true Papa to me in regard to that. Uh, I, I just, the resilience, uh, that would be another word. I just watch you through from losing a barber to the Jerry and all the things that you've been through. And some degree, the more you go through, the stronger you become. So there's, that's another lesson I learned from you. Uh, I think the way that you honor and the way that you love. Uh, that's another area that I've learned from you. Uh, I think that the, the biggest and most important thing is just that, that you are there. And you're there for me. You're there with me. One that believes in me. One of my biggest cheerleaders. And it has meant so much. The character of a father. What it does for me. It's almost. I think the statement. The best statement I can say. Where there is a father. There is no failure. I'm not worried if I'm scoring or not scoring. Because I have a father. That is well pleased with me. That I'm out there just trying. And when I fail. I have a father that says, go and apologize, son, or make things right, son. But the father that is there, it is no shame, blame. or So anyway, there was a long answer, so I couldn't put it in one word. But I could just say, just having you as my father, that's the best thing yeah. that I know about you. Well, the, uh, 
the key thing or the key things uh, uh, is, first of all, the identity. We recognize that there is a relationship made in heaven that is being lived out on the earth. And so we, we love each other because, same reason we love God, we are loved of him, we love him back. And uh, what you and I and Tim and I and, and uh, 150 or 200 other sons, are, are we're loving each other, not uh, trying to create words to describe our relationship, but simply being ourselves with each other. And when we're with each other, we're validated, we're evaluated, and, and self-evaluation so that I feel better about you when I'm with you uh, and learn from you. And, uh, and your pursuit of me <clears throat> tells me there are things about me that are worth pursuing mm. so that uh, this issue of value grows with the identity issue. Uh, if I were to point to the privileges of being God's property, <clears throat> it would be not only to have a father, but to have a son, but to have sons who are learning to be fathers as I'm learning to be a father. We're teaching each other. So what would be some of those char- uh, characteristics from me the audience was asking that Oh, the, they did you the admire. Main, the main thing is pursuit. Pursuit. <laughs> yeah, it's pursuit. Mm. It's uh, I, I, I love you, I want you, uh, and and that's uh, that's something that can't be described until you recognize that it's affecting all of your life. I am I am affected in all my life by the life between me and the Father which enriches the fact of his arrangement of my having a father. Uh, I I don't believe in talking to the dead, uh, but I relate to my father. Uh, I relate to men who've been my sons across the years, who've gone on. I ask God how they're they're doing. I almost... uh, I'm ready to talk to them, you know. In fact, I'll tell you a story about my father. Uh, My father died. I've forgotten how old I was, maybe. I I don't remember. But I was was in one of those frames, as we all get in, where I just, I I can't find life at its best. And uh, I said, God... Would you, would you tell my father uh, that I'm, I'm really thinking seriously of quitting? <laughs> and uh, this is one of the sweetest things I've, I've had with my father uh, after he was gone. Uh, and, and God answered me as if uh, he had been studying it. And, of course, God knows without having to study <laughs> I said, would you talk to my father about this? And God spoke back and said, uh, your dad told me to tell you Bob Taylor never raised a quitter. Wow. Never raised a quitter. I took heart from that. 
I take heart from the memory of my sons who've gone on. I don't want you to get in a hurry and go on, but uh, both of us were terribly disappointed when our friend uh, Bob Phillips went took his trip to heaven. I miss him. I miss him as much as I miss my own father. And we both do it. Yeah, it's a big loss. And and so it's it's something that makes us richer and richer and richer, and nothing can keep it from happening because of the genuineness of it. So for all of you who are listening there, God is a family. There's a new move of God's spirit that is about to take across the world. It's called the Agape Reformation. We are living in a season where we're going to see the one billion sons and daughter harvest. It is not the one billion soul harvest, sons and daughters. So what God is doing right now, he's preparing his family. He's getting his family ready on earth to manifest what is in heaven that is part of his eternal plan. It started with a family and it ends with a family represented from every nation, tongue, tribe, Amen. and language. So I just want to encourage you to receive a fresh baptism of love. Pursue first of all God as a papa. And then I encourage you to find your place at a big family table, knowing who you are, where you are, and start this relationship. If that's between husband and wives, with pastor. But find your sonship, daughtership, and then you will grow up to become fathers and mothers and other people will also follow you. So I'm just blessing you even at this very moment. And I just thank God for 2021 that we are seeing the very birth of this agape reformation that is going to bring transformation. I thank you for the family revival that is coming. It's going to affect a generation. It is a generational move of the Holy Spirit. And I thank for Papa Jack that he is here at the age of 87 and to have my Papa with me in studio and for the generational blessing that I receive and everyone that is related to me and to us and our family, I just bless you with his generational blessings so that what is Papa Jack's ceiling is our floor and what is my ceiling becomes also a floor for you to stand on. So arise and shine for your light has come. You are an overcomer and together as a family system, we're going to see the immune system of this body, of this family is going to be so healthy that even sickness and disease and cancer cannot live. So I bless you this year that this is going to be your best year ever. Find family, pursue the kingdom, and let Jesus be the king of your life. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can follow Leif on social media at Leif Hetland and sign up for our weekly newsletter at globalmissionawareness.com.